Hello, it is Tuesday, and you know what that means. The Y'all Show's back on with you. I'm John Rawl. We've got a very special Y'all Show here today. We've got later this hour our Southern Political Report, and Tommy Tuberville is going to be back on. Yes, the old Mississippi land shark turned Auburn, turned Texas Tech, turned Cincinnati Bearcat head football coach. He's now running for Senate in the state of Alabama as a Republican. And we had him on Friday in the Y'all Kickoff Show predicting the rise rivalry weekend matchups well we've got him back on for part two and now he's putting his football hat over on the sideline and he's coming out with his political hat on as he's going to challenge doug jones assuming he can get the republican nomination in the state of alabama on super tuesday tommy tuberville mr pine box himself is going to be on later this hour in our southern political report going to be fun catching back up with the coach Talking a little politics and how he believes Donald Trump is going to have a huge impact on him being Republican, the choice of Republicans in Alabama in a couple of months. All that coming up later this hour. In hour two of today's y'all show, speaking of sports, we're going to have a look back at some of the sports goings on of the last 24 hours or so, both on the college level as well as NFL, even some golf news coming your way at the start of the second hour in our sports lanyard. Matt Hermans will be dropping by with the Big 12 report. He is the barrister of the Big 12 and also barrister of barbecue and turkey. And we'll find out exactly what Mr. Hermans did on Thanksgiving Day and what he's doing with all those leftovers. What are you going to do with your leftovers? Where's the what's the best option for that? Matt Hermans is going to tell us all about it in the second hour. Well, we hope you're doing well. Our number is 803-816-1170. You can text or call that number any Anytime you feel like it with questions or comments for the show that's all about the South. Again, the number is 803-816-1170. You can also reach us via our website, y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. Easy to find us. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. And then a couple of the apps that you can listen to our show at your leisure, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio, and Apple Podcast. All free of charge. Simply search for Y'all Show and voila, we are right there. Well, let's dive into the headlines of the South. And it is definitely flu season right now. And we've got the latest data coming from our Centers for Disease Control of where the flu is spreading big time. And we've got a high activity level in a bunch of our southern states. So let me go ahead. As I'm looking at the map of the South, Texas, big time flu outbreak, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. Those are the states, along with Puerto Rico, that have the worst outbreak going on right this moment. Now, some other states are right in the same category, just not quite the density. Thank goodness. Those states would be Arkansas, Tennessee, South Carolina. Very, very high to moderate outbreaks of flu as we turn the calendar to the month of December. So be careful. Go get your flu shot and do everything you can to stay flu-free over the next couple of months as the flu is likely to, of course, cause deaths, as it always does, but also just be a big pain in the tuchus as we get closer to Christmas. So get your flu shot. In fact, funny story personally on that last week, I tried to be proactive and get a flu shot before Thanksgiving. And lo and behold, I went into my doctor and they had a sign on the wall that said, we don't give out shots after four o'clock. Well, I walked in at 402 and they would not give me a flu shot. And I had to drive way out of my way to go to my doctor to get my flu shot. So I was pretty mad that I didn't get my flu shot. Sure, the sign said it, but the office didn't close till five o'clock. 
oh man i'm mad and if i get the flu between now and the next time i can get to my doctor's office all because they wouldn't give me that shot i'm gonna be ready to stick them with something and that would be i guess my credit card because that's what they got i had to charge me (laughs) don't you just love it when people are sticklers usually people will work with you and it was a rainy cold day when i walked in there two minutes after i guess the posted time that they cut the thing off and i was hot i was i should have ordered to see a doctor because i was so furious after they refused to give me a flu shot well back to the headlines of the south and this is a sad story that has a heartwarming story as a youngster went deer hunting the other day and nine-year-old colton williams was killed and he was actually killed hunting deer with his father and the happy side of this story is that this youngster the nine-year-old colton williams his organs have now been used to save the lives of a couple of other youngsters around the country and that's wonderful news williams was fatally shot on thanksgiving while rabbit hunting with his father in springfield that's in orangeburg county south carolina and his kid the youngster his organs being donated and we know that family members say the kidneys went to two other children in south carolina and colton's liver went to a child in virginia so three three youngsters can hopefully have very healthy lives thanks to the death of colton williams and his sacrifice and the donation of his kidneys and and more but unfortunately again this youngster being shot while rabbit hunting in orangeburg county south carolina president carter back in the news as he's been house hospitalized for a urinary tract infection the old uti as he was admitted over the thanksgiving weekend to a south georgia hospital with complications he's 95 years old and president carter spending more time in the hospital these days than in his own home there in plains georgia according to a spokesperson for the carter center the president's feeling better looks forward to returning home soon and more information coming out on president carter he's overcome again several health challenges including i think he had cancer he had that nasty fall earlier this year he's even had a partial removal of his liver treated for brain lesions radiation immunotherapy all kinds of stuff for jimmy carter the 95 year old jimmy carter just last week he was released from emory hospital in atlanta after recovering from surgery to relieve pressure on his brain caused by bleeding from a fall but superman jimmy carter back in the hospital with this time a urinary tract infection but likely if not already out getting out real soon for that symptom a new report finds that many states are in better shape than ever to weather a potential recession A report that came out Monday by Moody's Analytics says 28 states have enough cash on hand and are able to survive a moderate recession without having to resort to spending cuts or tax hikes. An additional 12 states are only slightly short, meaning they also could likely avoid taking drastic financial measures. The report ranked Louisiana, Illinois, and Kentucky as the state's least prepared to handle a downturn in the the economy. Come on, Louisiana, Kentucky. Let's get it together i know those are states that have people that go out to the the racetracks and the casinos yeah 
You need to be ready for the economy if it starts going south. But hopefully that won't be anytime soon. Not so great news for several hundred Oklahomans as Halliburton is laying off more than 800 employees in El Reno, Oklahoma, as it expects it to close its office in this Oklahoma City suburb. The Oklahoma Office of Workforce Development says the agency was notified of the layoffs and apparent closure of the Halliburton office. Halliburton Energy Sources tells the Associated Press the company will provide additional information by midday today. So we'll see if that ends up happening. But that's a massive layoff of more than 800 employees there of Halliburton right outside of Oklahoma City. Well, did you enjoy yesterday? It was Cyber Monday. And I have to admit, I even participated in Cyber Monday, not for the first time, but it's been a couple of years since I intentionally got on the internet and did some shopping. And yes, Cyber Monday holding up as the biggest online shopping day of the year. And a lot of places offered deals, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back now today that Cyber Monday's over and see if it really was a deal. But shoppers expected to spend a record $99.4 billion, not 94, but $9.4 billion on purchases made on their phones and computers on Monday. And that's up about 19% from Cyber Monday of 2018. And track the this Cyber Monday tracked by Adobe Analytics tracks transactions at 80 of the top 100 U.S. online stores. And confession, yes, I think I went to one of those 100 online stores that are the biggest out there to make a make a purchase. But it was with Walmart. I'm not going to tell you who I spent money with several hundred dollars, but it was not with Wally World. I think they did just fine without my couple of hundred dollars on Monday, but. Hopefully, my Cyber Monday purchase, which was not for me, will make some youngster very happy here in a couple of weeks. That's that's the plan here. Now to politics, and Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, is expected to pick the woman, not the man, to succeed Johnny Isaacson as the next U.S. senator. And I say this because we told you on Monday that, of course, Representative Collins of North Georgia was President Trump's pick to succeed Isaacson as the U.S. Senator, as Isaacson stepping away for health issues and will not be the senator in 2020. And it looks like the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, is going to choose Kelly Loeffler, a newcomer to politics, and he's going against President Trump with that pick. And we'll see how President Trump, who's now over in London participating in a NATO conference, see how well that goes over as this lady who's again i told you yesterday one of those dy's she's a damn yankee from illinois i think she's listed she's identified as a moderate and is she going to get enough support is is she going to be a ardent supporter of president trump especially if a impeachment jury is held there in the senate an impeachment trial we will find out. She's co-owner of the Atlanta Dream WNBA team, and we'll find out how well she ends up doing if, if indeed this is the real pick, as it appears it is, for Georgia going forward. She'll have to battle that same seat, assuming she's picked at the full term in 2020 when Georgians go to the polls in November. That is, if she can withstand a Republican challenge, perhaps in a primary, 
and you just might see representative collins go up against her in georgia next year isn't politics fun speaking of politics don't forget we've got a senate candidate coming on later this hour tommy tuberville is running for the senate in the state of alabama and tubbs is going to join us the former university of mississippi and auburn university coach will be on as he makes that shift to being a politician running in the republican primary in march and then assuming he gets that he'll be going up against doug jones in november for the u.s senate seat in the yellowhammer state more headlines coming in this time back to north carolina back to confederate craziness as the united daughters of the confederacy has now lost their bid to put a confederate monument back on the grounds of a courthouse in chatham county north carolina and a superior court judge in north carolina susan bray issued a ruling on monday more than a week after the monument was removed from the chatham county courthouse grounds the united daughters of the confederacy had tried to block the removal the group said a 2015 state law mandates that the statue be returned and a local chapter donated the monument to chatham county way back in 1907 now this latest confederate monument removal comes a few months after winston-salem removed a monument there and we've also seen one taken down in durham and on the campus of the university of north carolina but on the flip side it was announced last week that the confederate statue which isn't even of a a soldier i i I don't i think it's just an obelisk i believe is the term in downtown birmingham which had been covered up by the mayor of birmingham the alabama supreme court ruled unanimously last week it had to be the the obstruction to keep you from seeing what that monument was had to be removed because it's a state law that that's being violated right now by birmingham so i'm looking forward any day to seeing the the plyboard that was surrounding that monument in Birmingham being taken down. Now, as we wrap up this first section of headlines on today's show, existential. That is the word of the year, according to dictionary.com. The choice reflects months of high stakes threats and crises, real and pondered across the news, the world, and throughout 2019. And I hear that word used a bunch, existential. To me, it's just another word thrown out there, kind of like an adjective to me, but existential a philosophy that you can go out and if you want to research the definition, we encourage you to do that. It would be very existential of you to do just that. But it's, again, according to dictionary.com, the word of the year, the actual definition of the word, which is an adjective, is relating to existence. And I guess it would be very existential of you to hold on through the break. We'll be right back with more headlines on the Y'all Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do 
You'll have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Ah, over in Aberdeen on my way to... Reminder, in the next segment of today's Y'all Show, former football coach Tommy Tuberville will be our very special guest. He's going to come on and talk about his bid to be the U.S. Senator for the state of Alabama. So, Coach Tubbs, coming up in the next segment of today's Y'all Show in our Southern Political Spotlight and in the world of politics, 18 candidates will be on the ballot in the March presidential primary in the state of Florida. Are y'all ready for the list of all of the people who will be part of this? I hope I got it all right. Now, again, 18 Democratic candidates part of the primary in the state of Florida. Yeah, I got Michael Bloomberg. Also, Deval Patrick. Those are some of the new challengers that are in the Democratic race. Don't leave out Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. You also have on this ballot Michael Bennett of Colorado, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Tulsi Gabbard, also John Delaney, and Joe Sestak of Pennsylvania. Also appearing on the ballot in Florida, Steve Bullock, the governor of Montana. You also have Julian Castro, Tom Steyer, Marianne Williamson, and Andrew Yang. Those are your fearsome 18 candidates on the presidential primary in the state of Florida. Now, that would be one of the early states in the South, but not the earliest. South Carolina is still the earliest in the South to have a primary coming up in 2020. Now, one little bit of political news that I'll personally share with you. When I was in South Carolina a couple of months ago, I saw my very first Tulsi Gabbard billboard, and I saw two of them in South Carolina. She's the only Democrat that I saw a billboard up for in the entire time I was in the Palmetto State. And lo and behold, it was Monday. I was driving around, and I saw my very first Elizabeth Warren bumper sticker. 
So there's at least one Elizabeth Warren fan in the South. And I saw that person, at least their car, on Tuesday. So congratulations, Elizabeth. You are on a roll. You might just take the White House after all. More political news. The governor of the state of Tennessee declared on Sunday Rosa Parks Day in the Volunteer State. And this was to honor her arrest back in 1955 in Montgomery in a bill sponsored by State Senator Akbari and Representative Camper, both from Memphis and Governor Lee in Memphis to announce this, which I have been told this is going to become a national day in the state of Tennessee. Now, what's crazy about this is Rosa Parks, other from the limited research I've done on this, she never lived in Tennessee. In fact, all I could see is she went to a, a camp in those 1950s at Mont Eagle. There was some kind of camp where a lot of civil rights people or people who would become civil rights pioneers attended. Probably had something to do with the University of the South, the the Episcopal College there at Mont Eagle, Sewanee. And that's the only connection to the volunteer state I can find. Now, if you go to Nashville, you'll see Rosa Parks Boulevard. That was a Metro Center Road that got changed 10 years ago in Metro Nashville. But Rosa Parks, to my knowledge, had no long-term interest in the state of Tennessee. Now, oddly enough, one of the real heroes of the civil rights movement is John Lewis. Yes, that John Lewis, the congressman from Georgia, because as a student at Fisk University in Nashville in the early 60s, he's one of the leaders of the lunchroom counter at Woolworths, I think it was, in downtown Nashville. And he really, I don't, I'm not aware of anything named after him in the state of Tennessee, specifically Nashville. So I, I don't know what's going on that they, they need to honor those who have at least some connection to the state of Tennessee before they go naming stuff after Rosa Parks. That's my opinion. But yeah, John Lewis certainly makes a little bit more sense in your gracious host personal opinion. And of course, Tennessee with Martin Luther King being gunned down in Memphis has that unfortunate connection to King, but many, many places in the state honor King, and it looks like Rosa Parks getting even more honors in the state of Tennessee. More Tennessee news as in Nashville, cops are trying to hunt a gang of teenage murderers who got out of the youth center in Nashville, and man, what a manhunt is on, if not already caught. They've got a couple of guys who are 16 and 17 years old, DeCorius Wright, Morris Marsh, Brandon Carruthers, and Calvin House from ages 17 down to 15 in this case, and they all escaped the juvenile detention center in Nashville before 10 o'clock Saturday, and they've been on the lam, hopefully caught very soon, but if you're in the Nashville area, be on the lookout for these four. Again, a couple of them are murder suspects, and Nashville authorities want to get them back behind bars. Well, I guess McDonald's got tired of all the free publicity Popeyes was enjoying, and so in a couple of cities in the South, McDonald's is entering the chicken sandwich wars as it's going to test a new crispy chicken sandwich in Houston and Knoxville. And the sandwich features a fried chicken fillet served on a buttery potato roll topped with butter and pickles. A deluxe version of this includes tomatoes, lettuce, and mayo. And McDonald's teased this thing out over the weekend. They're going to run this promotion from December 2nd through the 26th of January. And again, Houston and Knoxville, as they put out on the Twitter account, the official at McDonald's Twitter account, Houston, Knoxville, lunch tomorrow, no beef. 
I guess they want that publicity like they really, really needed McDonald's. A man in Georgia called out of work because he was drunk on Thanksgiving, and then he shows up at this workplace with a gun to rob it. Cantarius Gowans of Flowery Branch, 20 years old, went to the Steak Burger, the Steak and Shake place there in that area where they often serve steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes. And instead of punching in on Thanksgiving night, he held a handgun to a co-worker's head while demanding money. And again, he had just called in drunk a few hours earlier and decided not to come in. And then he decided to go in and try and rob the place there in Flowery Branch, home of the Atlanta Falcons. Not very good Thanksgiving stories there for you on today's Y'all Show. Back to Music City and Trisha Yearwood out of Monticello, Georgia, is going to host tonight on ABC CMA Country Christmas. If you're in the mood for some good country music slash Christmas music, you're in luck as Trisha is going to perform during this holiday special against uh, alongside Dirks Bentley, Lady Annabellum, Chris Jansen, Brett Young, and many more. She better be performing with her husband, Garth Brooks, if she's going to be part of it. Garth, you got to help your, your bride out. This special will air on ABC this evening at 8 Eastern. And again, it's the CMA Country Christmas tonight. That will get you in the holiday spirit. By the way, I was driving around Monday night and I saw my first Christmas parade of the year. So it's December and Christmas. The Yule Tide is officially here. But we still got football to talk about. And that's what we're going to talk about right now before we wrap up our headlines. We've got Auburn, the former Auburn coach and an Auburn resident, Tommy Turberville, coming up in the next segment to talk politics. But in Turberville's hometown right now of Auburn, Alabama, did y'all see that crazy game that they had with Auburn and Alabama where the Tigers escaped with a big victory, keeping Alabama from going after another national championship? Well, out of the craziness that happened where people rushed the field, and that's going to cost Auburn University two hundred fifty thousand dollars by the way there was at least one guy who broke his ankle when he stormed on the field there and it's a hilarious video of this fan who broke his ankle and all he could say while i think his girlfriend was right there beside him was he just kept yelling war eagle and 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 that is just another example of this crazy crazy rivalry in the state of alabama auburn and alabama and these these youngsters having a good time, even though he broke his ankle, the thing on his mind was War Eagle. Great video captured by WDHN Dothan, Alabama, their photojournalist with that craze fan. There's no rivalry like Alabama and Auburn. LSU's got a pretty good football story. And if you want to take home a little piece of the Bayou Bengals for the Christmas season, you can grab a piece of Tiger Stadium's turf as LSU is going to actually replace the turf there at Death Valley because they need some drainage problems fixed. And LSU Athletics announced that fans can claim their little grassy portion of Death Valley at the bullpen lot at Alex Box Stadium. So if you haven't gone by there yet, you better head on to Alex Box and get your little segment of Death Valley. I don't know if they're charging anything for this, but you can go by and get free. They're not charging, actually. LSU put out a thing, free slabs of sod from Tiger Stadium. So get your piece of heaven if you're an LSU fan, free of charge. I would charge if I were LSU, but hey, I'm not LSU. That wraps up our headlines here on this Tuesday edition. When we come back, Tommy Tuberville, former football coach, now politician. 
He's going to drop by and share his strategy for capturing the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama. That's part of our Southern Political Report, and that is up next on The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (gasps) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. It's the Y'all Show, back with you here as we talk politics. And that song right there, pretty synonymous with what's going on within the state of Alabama. You might go to a football game and hear that, but it's just a great song. And, of course, it's right there when you go into the heart of Dixie on the welcome sign, Sweet Home Alabama. Well, we have a very interesting guest as we have well on the show right now a fellow running for U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama. Tommy Turville is a native of Arkansas but went on to be a coach in college football as an assistant at places like Miami and Texas A&M. And then he got the call to the big leagues and was the head coach of Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati. And at age 65, he's decided, hey, I think I'm going to switch from coaching to politics. And he's joining us right now on the Y'all Show. Hello, Coach. 
Hey, how are y'all today? We are great, Coach. Thank you. Thank you very much. And and so you decided to go into politics. And, and, and right now, when you could be sitting back in your easy chair on the Gulf Coast, you are sitting there running across the state of Alabama, shaking hands, trying to get votes, as you've got a very, very contentious race on the Republican side alone happening in 2020. I guess the question is, Coach, why are you doing it? You know, our... our primary republican primary is uh, a little over three months away march the third and about eight months ago uh you know i've been out for several years worked for espn i live in auburn and uh my dad was military i was a military brat i never fought in the military or or served in the military my dad actually died on active duty in the military and uh, i'm a true patriot i love this country i love the state of alabama i love all Everywhere I've been, I've really just had a great time, and and I'm very patriotic, and we're in trouble. And I've noticed that over the last 15 years of being an educator and coach. And when you travel and you see things across this country that you wonder, you know, what are we doing that for? I mean, well, why are we making these decisions? Because we've got the greatest country on the face of the earth. So just the last few years, I thought about running for governor of Alabama. Then I decided not to do it. And then I've had I had encouragement to run for Senate. Uh, I'm a Christian conservative Republican. And uh, I've just, you know, eight months ago, I, you know, I put my hat in the ring. I know I can help. I'm well qualified. I'm not a lawyer. I haven't sat behind a desk in all my life and got my news and, and public uh, outings, you know, from newspapers. I've actually been out in the homes and the businesses I've dealt with drug problems, mental health problems. I've seen the direction this country is going. Let me tell you something. We're going in the wrong direction. in A lot of areas. Thank goodness. We got president Trump elected a few years ago. Uh, he's got our country back on track again. He's got Republicans and Democrats trying to bring him down. Unfortunately, he's got a handful of Republicans from the house and the Senate that are trying to help him. I want to go help him. I want to give a voice to the people of the state of Alabama, to Washington, D.C., and I want to go help President Trump continue to make this country great again because we were going in the wrong direction. And thank goodness uh, God sent him to us because he is the only thing standing between socialism and United States of America. And we all know we don't want to go that direction. Coach, how long have you been interested in the world of politics? You know, I've always been a patriot because I do understand how great this country is and how good it's been to me and my family and many, many millions of other people. Uh, I've had the ability to travel. Two presidents sent me and five or six other coaches over to the Middle East, to Europe, to visit troops. And I couldn't wait to get home. Uh, And we don't realize, because we live here day to day, how special this place is. I tell people this, if you were born in this country, you hit the lottery because this is the greatest country on the face of this earth by far. It's not even close. And other people now are seeing that and they, they're trying to change our culture, trying to come here and take our, 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 our freedom and the things that we grew up with our culture, our education, our family way of life, all those things. And they're trying to take it away from us. And I said, you know, I'm going to run. I'm, I'm going to help. I'm, I, I never was in the military. I want to give back. I'm not even charging. You know, when I win this, I'm not taking a salary. I'm going to give my salary back to the veterans of the state of Alabama. But we have got to start sending 
true, fresh voices to Washington, D.C. Get away from the career, professional, swamp politicians. If we don't, we're going to lose this country because all they're in for, they're in for it for the career, financial gain, and they're wishy-washy. They don't speak for the American people, and that's gotten us in huge trouble. Well, going back in history a little bit, after Jeff Sessions became the attorney general that left a void there in Alabama, and they had the special election, and in that special election of 2017, I reckon it was, you had, of course, the former attorney, the chief justice of the Supreme Court, Roy Moore, run against Doug Jones, and it was a nasty campaign, and in the end, Jones, a Democrat, somehow won in the very Republican state of alabama so now what that means is you have the full term of this seat be up for grabs in 2020 and jones is going to likely be the easy choice for democrats the question is who's going to be the republican choice and there's a bunch of people have already announced in addition to tommy tuberville you also have bradley Byrne, a congressman from alabama's first congressional district the secretary of state of alabama john merrill he's in the running also judge moore back in it and a guy that surfaced the other day jeff sessions the former attorney general and former guy that had this seat in alabama has decided to jump in the race and i listened to coach i listened to donald trump the other day after sessions announced and they asked him what he thought of that and he he mentioned he didn't really he didn't really side with sessions but he mentioned your name he didn't call you by your full name he just called you the coach but he knows who you are and i guess president trump's trying to play it i guess the safe card here on this one well here's the key to this you know he he recognizes that he needs help uh you know I want to be one of those guys that goes help him. I've been with him from day one. When he came down that escalator with his wife, my son Tucker asked me, Dad, why would you vote for him? I said, two reasons. He's a patriot, and he doesn't need their money. The problem we've gotten into this country is bureaucrats and social uh, uh, outsiders have run this country because of lobbyists and the things that they do for our, our, our Congress. And if we don't get away from that, we're going to lose this country as we know it. And matter of fact, we're, we got one foot in the grave. So, uh, you know, I'm really not running against those other guys. I'm in the outsider lane. I'm not a politician. I'm a guy that loves this state and this country. I love the people in this country. I'm going to vote for the people of this country. I'm not voting for other politicians. I'm going to go not for a career, but to go up and actually give public service and do what's right. Donald Trump needs that stick taken out of his hand. And for four more years, when we get him reelected, give him a baseball bat. Because let me tell you something. If we do that, if we do that, we can get this country back on the right track 100%. He's done, he's done unbelievable things in three years because they have been after him every day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have to worry about those, all the, the politicians, the career uh, swamp guys. They're going to fight it out amongst themselves. That's fine. I'll see him when I'm in the runoff. And then we'll see who the best man is. But it is a uh, I've led the entire time I've been in this campaign. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, the swamp saw that, you know, some of these other guys couldn't beat me. So they said, let's roll this guy to mothballs and put him in there and see what he can do. But uh, people are tired of it. People are tired of politicians. I'm a fresh face. I'm going to be a fresh voice. I've got energy and I'm excited about this. And I'm wor- I've worked every day about as hard as I've ever worked going around the state and meeting people talking about why I'm doing it, 
what I'm going to do to help them. I'm going to be their voice. And it's really resonated. And so I could care less about all these other guys running. I'm running for the people of Alabama, not for the swamp, not for other people that, that won't, uh, you know, want to, want to have a say. I'm running for the people that are going to vote and send me to Washington, D.C. from the state of Alabama. Talking to Tommy Tuberville, running for U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama as the primary happens. What's the actual date of the primary, Coach? March 3rd. March first, I think it's third. First, first Tuesday in March. president will be on the ballot. There will be a lot of people voting. You know, President Trump in this state has an 86% approval rating. Uh, I mean, he's killing it in this state. People love him. Uh, they absolutely love him. And how we got a Democrat as a senator, I don't know. But we have got <laughs> we got to get this seat back. Well, so, people in Alabama have to make that big choice on March 3rd, whether to go in and pull the lever for Tommy Tuberville or choose the other ballot and go vote for Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know whether he'll resonate with even the even the Democrats with a guy that's what is he worth 55 billion? He's going to spend 100 billion of his own money probably trying to get his name up there. It's amazing to me after being in this spotlight of politics. Now, football is a lot of politics, but it's different people involved, you know, because there's a love. There's a love for college football and athletics. There's not much love for politics mm-hmm. because people kind of despise it. You know, I like what Rand Paul said, uh, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. He said, you know, I've been up here a long time as a senator, and I saw last 10 years we've been from a 15% approval rating to a 20, 20% approval rating. He said, you know, I've never met that met that 20%. I don't know where they're at because uh, we don't get anything done up here. So that being said, we have got to give this seat back, number one, to the people of Alabama. Number two, we got to give a seat uh, back in the, in the Republican side to have control to give more judges, conservative judges across this country for President Trump. And then the other, again, is to give that baseball bat to President Trump and let him start swinging because we can get some great things done if we give him more support. Right now, he's 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 been nipped at the heels, not just by Democrats, but also the swamp Republicans, and we got to give him some help. And you said it, and I had no idea because I don't follow this race every single moment like you do, but you insinuated that the establishment encouraged, perhaps, Jeff Sessions to run against you and others? Why in the heck else would he do it? Because, you know, here's the reason I ran, okay? I saw President Trump announce for his run. I saw his campaigning. I was excited as 62 other million people were in this country, and then he wins. I didn't sleep very well for a week or so. I was so excited about we've got a true American running the show now, trying to get our country back great again. He had a lot of work to do. So then he puts a team around him. And then the first two people that turn their back on him is his attorney general, which was Jeff Sessions, and Paul Ryan, who was our Speaker of the House. He took a knee after the first year and said, I'm done. I'm not I'm not doing anything else for another year. Here's a guy that was the third most most uh, uh, prolific person in the country in terms of third in line for the presidency, the Speaker of the House. And he just quits on the country. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, and all this is is swamp. Uh, you know, they don't want to do anything to hurt their money flow in terms of, uh, uh, you know, special interest. Uh, you know, they, that's how they get elected. They don't go to do anything in Washington, D.C. I've figured this out. They go to get reelected to raise money. It's all about money. They'll try to buy this seat. 
the swamp will try to buy this seat with one of the insiders on the swamp side. I won't have near the money they got. But, you know, people in Alabama are sick and tired of people from Washington, D.C. picking their senators and congressmen. They want somebody that they're going to pick. I'm taking my money from the people here in the state. And I'm excited about that. I'm going to be their voice, not a voice for people from Washington, D.C. Talking with Tommy Tuberville, candidate for U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama. And going back to 2016 when President Trump was running, Coach, I know a lot of people like myself thought, this guy can win. These other people, Republicans, were tired of losing, whether it was John McCain or Mitt Romney. And Trump had the ability to win. And I think you're stealing some of that same thought process in Alabama. You can win if for no other reason you've got name recognition. Even if people didn't like you on the gridiron, they might like what you believe in. And they knew who the heck Tommy Tuberville is. Well, they know who I am. They know that I can win. Alabama fan or Auburn fan, they know my work ethic. They know that I'm a patriot. And, you know, it's just exciting to go around to these speeches and people, you know, people resonate with what I say. You know, I, I speak like they do. I, and that's all. I'm, I'm just like that. I'm, I'm speaking for the, the average normal American citizen that wants something to change. Now, they might not have the opportunity to do what I'm doing. I've been fortunate. I made enough money. I don't need any money. I'm at a young age where I can go do something. I can speak for the people of the state. And it's just, it, 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 it amazes me how we've gotten to this situation where we've allowed politicians to just run us off a cliff. And they've done that. Now we have, we, they've taken care of themselves and, and their pocketbooks, but they hadn't taken, they hadn't taken care of the American people, people from the state of Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Florida. It's all about them. And it's time to change that. President Trump's made the first move. He's fighting them every day. I want to go help him fight. TommyForSenate.com. And I noticed a lot of your campaign stuff has Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Is that what you want people to call you? Yeah, well, I'm call me coach. Somebody said, well, when, when we elect you, we're going to call you senator or coach. I said, let me tell you something. The most important thing in this country to me is is our young people. And I've spent 40 years of educating our young people, mentoring them, trying to get them off on the right foot. I earned the board. I earned coach that title. And I think it's a lot more important than being called a senator, which to me uh, feels a little bit gringy. I don't know. I, but, you know, the one thing I'm going to be is a leader for the people of Alabama and the United States of America in Washington, D.C. I'm going to speak my voice. I'm going to tell them how I feel. Because I'm not going to have to make a phone call to the special interest people that gave me money to get me elected. I'm going to make a phone call to the people of Alabama. How do you want me to vote? Because you're the one that put me here. I'm going to be a spokesman for the American people and the people of Alabama, and I'm going to go help Donald Trump. Well, you got our vote, and we don't even live in Alabama. At least some of us don't, Coach. We appreciate you coming on here. i got to ask, though, as we wrap up with you, if you're a diehard Alabama Crimson Tide fan, and I know you've had to have some of these instances happen, what's been the most strange encounter you've had with an Alabama fan who said, you know, I like you, but I just can't go for an Auburn guy? Well, I've had a few of those, but at the end of the day, they say, you know, coach, you know, use Auburn, you put up those six fingers, you know, <laughs> I, well, I resented that, but, but I know you, I know you'll compete for us and I know you're a winner and I'm voting for you. It has been absolutely amazing. The Alabama fans that have said, I'm on your team, coach. I'm voting for you. I'm going to get you other votes. It's, it's fun. You know, Stuart Barney asked me the other day on, I was on Fox business he said, Coach, tell me how you're going to get the Alabama fan to vote for you. I said, Stuart, here's the deal. 
the people in the state of Alabama trust football coaches a heck of a lot more than they trust these sorry politicians. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get probably more votes from Alabama fans maybe than Auburn fans because they love this state, they love this country, and they want change. And it's time for send somebody up there that they can trust and that they know, and that's that's me. Do you think you'll get a certain fellow in Tuscaloosa County to vote for you, a guy named Nick Saban? Ah, you know, if I was coaching right now, I wouldn't endorse anybody. But Nick and I are good friends. Uh, you never know what he's going to come out and say. Uh, he hadn't been posed a question yet, but uh, <laughs> I've talked about it. I've talked to him about it. He's got his hands full right now, you know, with, with, with football and trying to keep somebody healthy. Man, the guy's had a tough year with injuries, and mm-hmm. and uh, he lo- loses a half of his defense to injuries before the season even started. Now he's lost his his number one man on offense and two a tongue of a lowest. So, uh, no, I don't ask my buddies, uh, sure. you know, in, in athletics really get involved. They don't need to get involved in po- politics, but uh, – at the end of the day, all these guys are, are, are true Americans, and uh, and you know, again, they're doing the God's work and training our, our young people of this country, which is very, very important. Well, there's a lot of people outside of Tuscaloosa that would love to see Nick Saban pull the same deal you're doing and run for politics. That means he will not be coaching on the sideline. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville, best of luck to you. Again, the website is Tommy for Senate. You can find him all over social media and more. Again, March 3rd is Super Tuesday, is the special day in Alabama that people can go out and vote for Coach Tuberville or any of the other candidates running for U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama. Best of luck to you, Coach, and thank you for coming on the Y'all Show. Thank you. All right. Well, that will wrap up our Tuesday edition of the All Southern Program. When we come back in Hour 2, we've got Sports Lanyap, a little mixture of all things football, basketball, plus Matt Herman's our Big 12 and Barbecue Barrister will be dropping by with his report. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 and now for a limited time receive a free purple product with your order when you text offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 message and data rates may apply please do not text and drive see purple.com for terms and conditions
hour two of the Tuesday, y'all. On board with you, John Rawl, and we're going to talk about the South in a big way. In the next segment, our barbecue and Big 12 football barrister, Matt Hermans will be joining us, and we're going to discuss this weekend's Big 12 championship game, the Baylor Bears and Oklahoma. They get back together this time in Arlington, and we'll get his take on that. All the other coaching transactions going on in the Big 12 conference, just like every other conference right now this week. And we'll also talk a little turkey and leftover dressing and such, what to do with all that as Matt Hermans turns into our barbecue and turkey barrister at the end of this hour. All that right here on y'all. 803-816-1170 is the way to do that. We welcome any feedback that you may have. Well, after the big Iron Bowl win on Saturday, you may have seen that. Auburn, they went and stormed the field, just like we talk about on General Gridiron each weekend when we do our General Gridiron about storming the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Well, the War Eagle Plainsmen stormed Jordan-Hare, and as a result, they got to pay $250,000 to the league office after that win over Alabama. As on Monday, the SEC announced that AU will be fined this amount in its fourth violation of a conference policy prohibiting fans from accessing the field. The policy, which restricts access for the safety of participants and spectators alike, is the responsibility of each member institution to uphold, and it was adopted back in 2004. And it is a first offense of $50,000 up to $100,000 for the second, and then up to $250,000 or more for the third and fourth offenses. I don't know what it would be for a fifth offense. Now, that's a lot of money, a quarter of a million dollars going to the SEC for storming the field after a big win. Now, is it worth it? I Auburn fans would probably agree. Did you see those two women crawling out of the stands right into the shrubbery there at Jordan Hare? (laughs) That's a picture and a scene that's going to be stuck in Auburn fans' minds in a positive way for a long time. 250, that's a lot of money. However, I love this rule. I love the fact that the SEC wants to keep fans off the field. It's a great idea. We see all too many times fans storming fields of really meaningless games, and they just want to come out there and show themselves on national TV for no good reason whatsoever. And I I don't see it happening in the SEC too often because of this rule, but a lot of conferences, man, especially in basketball, they'll run out there if your team wins by – 12 points and you had the game well in hand and it was a a team maybe some type of rival you may have beaten but it's not that big of a deal to run out on the field and i love the fact that they've got this rule because some bad things could happen and it can get crazy especially in a place like auburn after they defeat the alabama crimson tide so auburn all i can say to you is pay up This kid grew up in the Auburn area, but he decided to play his college football in his home and native state of South Carolina. Jake Bentley, who started three seasons for Will Muschamp at South Carolina, Bentley announced his decision on Twitter on Monday, and he wrote that he will graduate from the University of South Carolina on December 16th, and he suffered a foot injury in the Gamecocks season opener in Charlotte against the North Carolina Tar Heels, and then had to undergo season-ending season surgery just after that. His name appeared in the NCAA transfer portal shortly after this announcement. So where will Jake Bentley go for his last year? Year of college football. I don't think it's obvious that he's going to try to go be an NFL quarterback right now. 
looks like he's definitely going to try to stick around the college game for another year. He, he started the final seven games of his freshman season, going four and three with over 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns, and became a captain for the first time as a sophomore in 2017. A little surprising that Bentley is moving on from USC. Of course, maybe part of the reasoning for that is his co- his father has been an assistant coach on Muschamp staff, and maybe his father was kind of getting, getting pressured to leave the program, and so Bentley decided, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, and then let's not affect my father either way. If my father can stay on, great. If, if not, at least he's not just going to keep my father around the program because I'm still the quarterback for this Gamecock program. Of course, freshman Ryan Helinski came in as USC's starter after the injury to Bentley. The Gamecocks ended the season at 4-8 and eight and have since demoted offensive coordinator Brian McClendon and have fired longtime Miami Hurricane and Ole Miss assistant coach Dan Warner, who went in to Columbia two seasons ago to help Bentley and others. But now Bentley is leaving the Gamecock football program. Wonder if he might pull, could he go to Clemson? Remember, we just saw this past weekend that the Gamecocks had Clemson in town for a game and Tavion Feaster was a running back for the Gamecocks. Well, guess what? He played for Clemson for a couple of years, even graduated from Clemson and decided to play his last year at the University of South Carolina. And a great photo right after that game this past weekend in Columbia of Feaster posing with all the Clemson players, smiling. Everybody was having a good time. I mean, this was their teammate. This is a Clemson alum, but he played that last season because of the transfer rules for the rival Gamecocks. And so best of luck to Jake Bentley. I know that a lot of Gamecock fans really love that guy, but he's going to be moving on from the program. It is championship week of college football. And to kind of set the scene and tell you who's playing, let's go ahead and walk through the championship games for this weekend. It all starts on Friday. As Friday night on ABC, the Utah Utes, who have an outside chance of making the college football playoff, the Utes will be playing Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. And then when we get to championship Saturday, it's the Big 12 up first as Baylor and Oklahoma get together in Arlington. That's a high noon Eastern 11 Central game on ABC. The Sun Belt has the Raging Cajuns in Boone to take on number 25 Appalachian State. That's a game on ESPN2. Miami of Ohio and Central Michigan are meeting up for the MAC title. Uh, it's a little bit of a surprise as I thought Louisiana Tech just about had this thing in its grasp, but evidently UAB found a way to win their division of CUSA and the Blazers and Florida Atlantic get together at Lane Kiffin's house in Boca Raton for the Conference USA Championship. This game is set for 1.30 Boca Raton time. In the American Conference, Cincinnati's going to have to go right back to the Liberty Bowl as the Memphis Tigers and Cincinnati have a date on ABC at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Bluff City time. The SEC championships got Georgia and LSU. Huge battle at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. This is a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central time kick on CBS. Then you have the Mountain West championship, Boise State and Hawaii. Way to go, Hawaii, getting into the championship game. How about that? ACC championship is going to be Saturday evening from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Game televised on ABC. You got Clemson and the Virginia Cavaliers. If you know anything about that series, it took Virginia over 30 years, I think it was, to win their very first game against Clemson in football. And that didn't happen until the 90s. These are two teams that had been in the ACC for 
30, 40 years, and Virginia lost to Clemson every single time they played for about 30 years. Well, guess what? They're getting back together for the first time for an ACC championship game. And then the Big Ten championship game is going to be on Fox on Saturday night starting at 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. It's Ohio State and Wisconsin. Now to college basketball. Louisville has moved up after Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin last week. Duke dropped all the way down to number 10, dropping nine spots, and the Cardinals of Louisville are at number one. Maryland's at three. UVA is at six. North Carolina, seven. Kentucky is at eight. And the latest AP college basketball poll. NFL standings, the Patriots are going to be in a race here down the stretch after they got hammered by the Houston Texans on Sunday evening. And the Patriots are 10-2 and two and Buffalo nipping on their heels in the AFC East. The Ravens at 10-2 and two look to be in firm control of that division. The Texans have a one-game lead right now over the Titans in the AFC South. 8-4, and four, Deshaun Watson and company. The Titans with a big road win at Indy this past weekend. The Chiefs are doing good in the AFC West. They throttled their rival Raiders over the weekend. 8-4 and four is KC's record. Then you get to the wacky NFC East. The boys of Dallas are at 6-6, six and six, and that's good enough to lead that division as Philly really just dropped a bad one at Miami this past weekend. 5-7 and seven are the Eagles. Then the NFC North is a battle between the Packers and the Vikings. NFC South, congratulations to Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints, Teddy Bridgewater too. The Saints have already captured that division and have a 10-2 and mark, and no other team in that division is likely going to get anywhere close to a wild card berth as Tampa and Carolina both are at 5-7. and seven. The Falcons are at 3-9. and nine. And then in the NFC West, still some battle between the 49ers and Seahawks. The Niners losing at Baltimore this past weekend. And then as we wrap up here, our kind of look back at all things sports and our sports land yap here on this Tuesday edition. In the world of golf, congratulations to Charles Howell III. He won the RSM Classic this uh, last couple of weeks down at St. Simons Island, Georgia, as golf is kind of wrapped up for the most part, but we have a tournament going on this weekend in the Bahamas at New Providence. It's the Hero World Challenge. That's the event Tiger Woods puts on. John Rahm is your defending champ. And then next week, all the way in Australia, it's the President's Cup. Tiger Woods is going to be the captain and player on that team. And that President's Cup has the U.S. versus Australia. And, and that's going to be next weekend for all you golf fans as we wrap up the tournament schedule for PGA Golf. And that is a little mixture of all things sports here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we will keep sports talk going. We've got Matt Hermans, our Big 12 barrister. He'll set the scene for this weekend's Baylor-Oklahoma rematch for the Big 12 championship. That plus turkey talk with Matt Hermans. All that is coming up next. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do 
have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. We have survived all that food at Thanksgiving, and more importantly here for football fans, most of our coaches have survived Black Monday or Black Sunday or whatever day it was that they might have been fired. We'll discuss all of that right now with our Big 12 barrister, and in the next segment, we're going to have him transition into our barbecue barrister. Matt Herman's joining the program right now. And we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, sir. Our Thanksgiving was fantastic. I had a house full of family, which was uh, really nice. So uh, hopefully everybody out there did too. It's really good time. Well, we are so glad that you had a good Thanksgiving. Of course, you had a lot of good food. We'll talk about that food aspect in the next segment. And more importantly, what to do with all that food if you didn't get it all down your belly? Well, where do you have enough room in the fridge? What are we supposed to do with all that? We'll ask our barrister of that aspect in the next segment. But barbecue and Big 12 barrister, barrister Matt Hermans, let's talk a little Big 12 football. And we've got to give the Big 12 a lot of credit. They determined many years ago to not go with the whole division thing, and they decided to have all the teams play each other. And this year, I guess it was about as evenly matched as it could be when it came to determining your two teams that would be playing in this Saturday's conference championship as Oklahoma and Baylor finish up 8-1 and one in Big 12 play, and those are the two teams meeting in Arlington this weekend. Yeah, that's 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 right. I've always kind of been a fan of, uh, you know, there's been a uh, uh, discussion in the Big 12 Conference about expansion versus, uh, you know, getting back to six and six, a lot of other uh, conferences. Well, expansion has kind of been the flavor of the last several years, and, uh, you know, there are great things about it for sure. Um, I have always been kind of a fan of the, of the round robin uh, that the Big 12 has, has 
used, uh, which means, of course, every team plays every other team. And logically, of course, that means there's really no question about, um, you know, strength of schedule within the conference or anything like that. Everybody plays everybody. It's pretty cut and dry. Uh, but the uh, powers of being the NCAA did not feel the same way, uh, or uh, if they did, they still took into account the conference championship games uh, from uh, essentially every other league, uh, which is kind of like an extra conference game, um, it, despite the fact that these teams do not play every one of the other conference members, of course. It's an, effort, an extra conference game that the Big 12 was not playing, and of course that uh, was determined to be a little bit unfair. So what the Big 12 has done, um, not to harp on it, it, it's kind of ridiculous, but they've, they've kind of undermined the round robin, which which was the best thing about the conference uh, in the first place. So now what you have is you have Baylor uh, with, of course, one conference loss, and you have Oklahoma with one conference loss. Now, uh, you know, a logic would tell you that they've played each other and Oklahoma beat Baylor, so Oklahoma is the Big 12 champ. But that's not the way it works anymore in the Big 12, so they are going to play again, essentially run it back. So what we will have is either an Oklahoma that has beaten Baylor twice and wins the conference uh, outright, or you will have a Baylor team that uh, has split the series with Oklahoma and essentially wins the league because of kind of an arbitrary end-of-season game. So you know, in a in a way, you know, somebody like myself who kind of likes the uh, likes things to make sense and kind of likes the logical outcomes, um, it kind of drives you crazy. Uh, it'll give you some uh, uh, maybe some uh, brain frustration. But at the end of the day, that's what they do, and that's what we're going to do this weekend. So, at the very least, we should have another heck of a football game determining who wins the Big Twelve. Matt Hermans, I'm kind of detecting you're not a big fan of the Big Twelve championship game. I mean, I understand why it's 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 happening. I mean, it, it you know, if the big essentially, if the playoff committee wants one, you're going to give them one. <laughs> but it doesn't make any it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, and you know, I kind of kind of get hung up on it being being kind of illogical. But I understand it. Uh, I'm, I'll be watching the game. I get it. You know, if you if you want to make the playoff and the playoff committee likes the conference championship game, well. My goodness, you're going to give them one, so we will see one. Well, this might be a year that having that Big 12 championship game will, in fact, help the champion of the conference get into the college football playoff because in years past, prior to the championship game, you're telling me that Oklahoma would be the so-called champion. Would Baylor even be able to claim a share of the championship? Um, sure. I guess they would be co-champs, but... Okay. Uh, that that was a rule that was instituted as well, the co-champ rule, which again undermined it. No, no, it was pretty 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 clear. You know, everybody plays everybody, and if it comes down to a tie, then you look at head to head. Okay. So you know the uh, the determination would take about three and a half seconds to figure out that Oklahoma's <laughs> the league the league champ. Uh, but again, yeah, it's it's another game. It helps the strength of schedule. You play another top ten matchup, and uh, that's what the that's what the powers that be want. So that's what we get. We'll talk more about this OU-Baylor matchup in a moment. Let's tell you about the way the rest of the Big 12 worked their way out here in 2019. You had several teams have a similar conference mark of 5-4. and four. That would be Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Iowa State. 
two teams finished three and six west virginia and tcu the red raiders of texas tech an abysmal two and seven and if you didn't like two and seven how about one and eight that was kansas's final mark in conference play that's how the standings worked out going back to last weekend the final weekend of big 12 play how teams got where they were texas throttled texas tech they came back in the second quarter and just poured it on the red raiders there in austin 49 24 west virginia big road win in fort worth winning 20 to 17 you had baylor dispatching kansas big time 61 to 6 k-state over iowa state and farmageddon and that was a big win there to wrap up their season in eight and four <laughs> overall you're laughing that's what it's called right <laughs> i love that i love that nickname that's awesome that's a great nickname and then the game that just has me scratching my head i don't think oklahoma state's ever going to beat oklahoma again 34 16 <laughs> the pokes lose another one in bedlam and right when they had a chance to embarrass oklahoma and and do what auburn did to alabama and pack up their their aspirations for a playoff for good osu could not win at home yeah and and we kind of uh you know we kind of talked about it last week this is a a rivalry that's intense and a lot of times it's hard it's hard fought um but it, it's one of the most lopsided rivalry games in in the in the country in college football. It is just completely dominated by Oklahoma. Um, that's not to say it's not intense. It's not a great game. Uh, this game was uh, was okay for a while. Oklahoma hang, Oklahoma State. Oh, hung in yeah, it was bit. definitely okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yes, it was okay on both sides, right? Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was not a, not a terrible game. I mean, at the end of the in the second half, and it was not in doubt. But yeah, Oklahoma absolutely owns that uh that series for sure and they uh they you know they put another lock on their uh on their uh, warehouse full of uh bedlam trophies there again to the uh, last week so yeah yeah do you think baylor was pouring it on kansas to try to look good to the cfp uh i don't think i don't think that if, uh, 61 or sixty-one thousand points against kansas is going to make a whole lot of difference uh, when you've got another oklahoma game coming up but i will say this about baylor i think they have responded um admirably to their loss uh, to the sooners um again something we've discussed just a little bit is uh it's easy sometimes to 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 get down and maybe not bounce back from a, a loss like that that puts you from undefeated in the driver's seat to having to kind of claw your way back into the playoff discussion. But, you know, another, you know, I've, I've given Matt Rule a lot of praise this year uh, for what he's done at Baylor. And I'm going to give him a little bit more the way he, he rallied the troops and, and essentially doubled down uh, the resolve of the Baylor Bear football team after that loss has been impressive. Well, I think we should all, moving on into the future now, tie a yellow ribbon. And that is because tie a yellow ribbon around Texas football as Tony Orlando has been let go. No, I'm just kidding. It's Todd Orlando. (laughs) I was trying to figure out where you're going with that, and then I got it. uh, Yeah, just trying to have some fun here, okay? Seven and five (laughs) is what the Horns wrap up their season with, and in conference play, they were, what, five and four? And Orlando is out as defensive coordinator for the Horns, and UT has reassigned offensive coordinator Tim Beck. What's going on on the 40 Acres? Well, I, I usually uh, I usually don't have any breaking news on the show, but um, 
there's there, there, uh, there's a little bit of news that may be breaking here shortly about the, the please uh, Texas don't, Longhorns. let me give you the right music the tie a yellow ribbon okay that's not good <laughs> bed, <laughs> bed for break. pretty pretty slick from the big 12 news desk let's go to matt herman take it away dateline wherever oh man that's a flash flashback uh, sounds there. I remember that from a kid. Uh, well, it, Graham Harrell has been uh, linked to the uh, UT coaching job, and there's some rumors kind of swirling around at this point in time that maybe they've uh, reached an agreement for him to to head from USC, uh, the USC in Los Angeles, back to his home state of Texas to be the offensive coordinator, uh, coordinator at the University of Texas. I don't think it's anything official yet, but it uh, looks like there's a lot of a lot of smoke there. Graham Harrell, of course, is a former Texas Tech Red Raider, a former uh, four-year uh, standout quarterback for the Red Raiders in the, back in the, the days of Mike Leach, and also a, uh, a member of the Green Bay Packers as a, uh, a backup to Aaron Rodgers during some uh, Super Bowl years. So uh, he, he's been spent some time at the University of North Texas, moved to the University of Southern California just this last year, and has been what amounts to the sole bright spot, I think most people would even admit, uh, out west at the, at the University of Southern California football program this year, uh, the offense has shined for USC for the most part, and uh, Graham Harrell has been working with uh, some serious quarterback injuries out there. I think they've uh, been spending a majority of the season playing the third-string quarterback out there. Uh, but it didn't miss a beat. Um, USC's managed to score on everybody they've played, and he's become kind of a hot commodity. So uh, I, I would imagine um, my gut tells me that UT, uh, the University of Texas, is striking while the iron is hot there. Uh, Tom Herman understands there's a rumble, uh, and he probably wants to bring back a, a Texas guy with, with not only ties to uh, his home state, but also somebody who probably would prefer to to leave Los Angeles. Comes back, being kind of a a small town Ennis guy uh, there south of Dallas. So, uh, not official yet, but I would not be surprised if that happens. And probably a pretty good hire for Longhorns. I think they get better immediately. And if it does happen, we got to give a shout out to Howard Payne University. Have you ever heard of HPU? I have. West Texas. Yeah. Well, that's the hometown there. Brownwood, Texas of HPU and the hometown of one Graham Harrell. Now, I've got to ask you, Mr. Big 12 Barrister. Harrell is from this spot roughly an hour and a half southwest of Fort Worth. Stephenville's right around the corner, home of some great quarterbacks. A lot of great quarterbacks come from this West Texas, not even West West Texas, but more close to, to Fort Worth, but not too far to the west of fort worth what's in the water there of pecan bayou and other tributaries there to have such great quarterbacks come out of this one specific area yeah there's a long list jevin sneeds from that area we've talked about him recently rest in peace exactly uh there's been a lot um, of quarterbacks and just good football players from there that is not West Texas, you'd call that kind of uh, north central Texas. Uh, don't no, of, don't leave of, out Colt McCoy. Yeah, Colt McCoy from uh, shoot, I'm I'm drawing a blank, but he's from that area as well. Also, uh, Case McCoy, his his brother played at the University of Texas, but um, yeah, um, I don't know what it is. It's kind of a no man's land. You don't really. It's not West Texas. It's not North Texas. It's kind of a, it's kind of a little area in there, but it has produced a lot of football, particularly Stephenville, Brownwood. That's a big program. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what's in the water. There's something around there. That, in that's, Pecan uh, Bayou. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, there's something about that area. They just love their football, and there's been some head coaches come through there. Obviously, Art Bryles, you know, has been uh, – had his issues, but certainly no doubt about his his ability to be a head coach. Uh, he's, he's a former Stephenville uh, Yellow Jacket, and uh, as well as uh, Chad Morris. Chad Morris spent some time in that area as well. Obviously, just fired at Arkansas. Who? Yeah, former former Pig uh, head coach. Uh, so anyway, yeah, you're right. There's it's a hot spot for Texas high school football. It's weird in the in the state of Texas. You see talent and programs kind of cluster in certain areas and that's certainly one of those areas well speaking of head coaches and some of these coaches like chad morris without a job right now as we tease starting this segment monday is considered black monday in college football a lot of changes happen including as we just mentioned texas firing defensive coordinator todd orlando do you anticipate any head coaching changes within the big 12 here this week no, no. I think you've got a situation uh, where you've got a lot of new head coaches. You've got some teams that have struggled. Texas Tech obviously struggled. Uh, they've got a new first uh, first year head coach in Matt Wells. Kansas, of course, less miles. They can go anywhere. Uh, West Virginia again. Neil Brown's a new coach there. They struggled, but that's a that's a fresh. Still got that new coach smell on him. So uh, no, I don't. I don't see Kansas State. Of course, you got to be happy with Coach Kleeman uh, coming out of North Dakota. So, no, I don't see anything else happening. Tom Herman would have been a little bit of a surprise if he were um, if he were to be fired, although not a shock. Uh, but uh, he is, I think, extended his uh, honeymoon there for a bit longer by kind of retooling his coaching staff, which absolutely had to happen after that season. What about so, a, no, I don't, What yeah. about someone like Coach Herman getting wooed to a, another program, let's say an SEC school? There's a couple of openings in that conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I can't see. I, I think Coach Herman would have to do something at the University of Texas to to kind of warrant that. Um, the bloom is a little bit off the rose there. This this is a guy who was an incredibly hot commodity three years ago. I mean, there was not a hotter commodity out there uh, than Tom Herman, uh, based on his resume at Ohio State and um, and his other coaching stops, but no, I think, I think there has not been a whole lot of success at the university of Texas and he's going to have to, uh, he's going to have to show something, uh, at UT. I mean, this is not a place, this is a place where you can win again. It's not Alabama, but it's a place where you can win some football games, uh, particularly in the big 12 conference. So no, I don't, I don't see him jumping ship. I think he would have to, um, have to put some skins on the wall there at that uh, massive program in Austin first. That's my, my 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 opinion on that. And in the former Texas head coach department, Charlie Strong fired over the weekend as head coach of the South Florida Bulls. And Mac Brown got his North Carolina Tar Heels in his first year in Chapel Hill to bowl eligibility. They thumped NC State and the Heels off to a bowl game. So, yeah, Tom Herman, the pressure's on when you got Mac Brown coming back into coaching. <laughs> And going off to a bowl. Yeah, yeah. Mac Brown, the uh, the lone uh, bright spot there, uh, national championship winner in 05 for the University of Texas. Uh, you'd have to go back to Daryl Royal before that. So, yeah, I think I think Mac is happy to be back in his home state. I, I would imagine. No, 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 so, no, no. I've got to correct you. He is from uh-oh, Cook, uh-oh. Cookville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Well, you, well, you I know guess where he, he played college football? No, no, I, I was kind of thinking he he got his coaching start in North Carolina, but um, that's um, 
yeah, I guess that's different from being hailing from no, the state. He, sure. he, no, I don't. He is from right there in Cookville, home of Tennessee Tech. You might have heard of TT, double T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah that. good baseball program. A yeah. Very good baseball program. But I think he started his college football career at Vanderbilt, but he transferred to a school called Florida State back in the early 70s. And mm, that, wow. that was not a very good football program when Mac Brown played for the Garnet and Gold. But yeah, that's no. his that's his legacy. He was a Seminole okay. and is from Middle Tennessee. Am I right at least that he he made his uh cut his teeth at the University of North Carolina originally prior to moving to Texas? Is he, that right? He cut his teeth at a school called Tulane. Oh, okay, okay. In okay. the in the 80s Tulane actually had a pretty good season around 1985-86 and that's how he moved from Tulane to unc but i think he was also a coach at appalachian state for maybe one gotcha. year or something like that but gotcha. it was it was gotcha. Tulane that he first said hey, man this guy can go and win at Tulane. we're going to bring him on to unc and, and of course he did a pretty good job there good enough that he got hired on the 40 acres but that's right old coaching news here let's talk about this big 12 championship game it's baylor and it's oklahoma it's high noon eastern 11 central on abc from at&t stadium in arlington texas your thoughts on this big game yeah i am i am excited to see uh see this rematch as much as i've already made my controversial thoughts clear on playing another game at the end of the year but um i am excited to see it if they're going to line up again i'm certainly going to be watching i would uh i've kind of considered oklahoma to be the class of the conference all year and i expected them to beat baylor uh, probably a little bit more convincingly than they did which was a heck of a football game of course the first time uh, but since that time, you know, it's. It, it, I'll admit that the different programs have gone a little bit different directions since that football game, I, and I didn't know which way they would go. I expected Oklahoma to put their foot down on the pedal, uh, go, you know, foot to floor, and go ahead and just uh, power their way through the rest of the league. Uh, they've struggled a little bit. Uh, they've had uh, they beat Oklahoma State, which seems like they always do, but they. Uh, They've struggled a little bit from time to time uh, with some other teams since that time where Baylor has just, again, Baylor has just decided to put their foot to the floor. So it's gone a little bit differently than I, I anticipated, and, and it's changed my kind of my philosophy on this game. I, I, I kind of feel like Baylor getting another shot at Oklahoma uh, may work to their advantage, particularly the way the two teams have played since their first matchup. So I think Jalen Hurts struggled uh, mightily against the Baylor defense for a large part of uh, the football game. And I expect uh, the Baylor defense to, to frustrate him some more. Um, He looked very, uh, very, very human uh, against Baylor. So uh, Baylor's always going to, they're not going to have a, uh, they're not a team that's going to go out and score 60 unless apparently against Kansas, they can do it then, but they're not, they're not an offensive juggernaut per se. The defensive side of the ball is their strength, but Charlie Brewer is a heck of a game manager. He's more athletic than, uh, than he gets credit for. And I think Baylor's going to be ready. I expect this game to be as exciting, if not more exciting uh, than the game before. And that would be a tall order. So, 
Um, 50-50 shot. I, I, I actually would change my opinion a little bit and say I expect Baylor to squeak this one out uh, getting their second shot at Oklahoma just based on how the teams have responded since that first game. But I can't wait. This should be a great, great football game. And this is that early game on ABC starting at 12 noon, 11 central. You mentioned Charlie Brewer. He got dinged up in that Texas game. And forgive me, Matt, I didn't see every single snap of the Baylor-Kansas game. Did he play in that one? Yes, but uh, did not finish the game, as you would imagine. Okay, but he was Um, healthy to go at the start of that game? Yes, yes, and he should be ready to roll against Oklahoma, I imagine. That's a pretty tough guy. Um, and I would imagine there's, <laughs> he's not, you're not going to keep him off the field during that game, especially since he played a little bit uh, uh, at Kansas. So. Okay. He's a tough guy, and so is our own Matt Hermans, our Big 12 barrister. Well, well, when we come back here on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch over from talking tough football to tough turkey as we just wrapped up Thanksgiving. Perhaps you've got the big question what do I do with all this food? Well, we'll ask Matt Hermans about that when we wrap up today's Y'all Show after the break. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. 
final segment. We're ready to talk turkey with you here on the Y'all Show. We've still got Matt Hearman's on, and now he is our barbecue and turkey barrister as we conclude this Tuesday Y'all Show. And Matt's already let us know he had a huge Thanksgiving feast, lots of friends and family enjoying. I, I assume you cooked up a bird of some type? I did. I did two birds. Oh, of, sure of course. Overachiever. <laughs> Well, hey, you got you know fourteen, fifteen people. You better have two birds. All right. Well, did you cook up turkey and another type of fowl, or did you cook up two turkeys? I I stuck with turkey. I'm a traditionalist, so uh, I did. Uh, it was I was kind of inspired by our our uh, program pre Thanksgiving, where we talked about roasting and we talked about. Um, doing different types of birds so i ended up smoking one and i ended up roasting one Ooh. and uh yeah a little bit out of my you know i'm the barbecue guy but uh i did stick one in the roaster and i did one that smoked and uh, they both turned out good can, um, can i ask a dumb question go ahead can you barbecue turkey well of course yeah barbecue uh yeah by definition barbecue large pieces of meat low and slow wood smoke charcoal uh, indirect cooking absolutely so you don't think of yeah well if you go if you do what you just described then that would be doing what to a turkey it's not deep well, frying it is it roasting it yeah no just smoking just smoking, smoking the turkey. turkey so yeah you could call it barbecue we, we kind of have this little uh kind of little word thing we play where you don't really say barbecue turkey although the word that that would be correct because I'm cooking it the same method, I would cook a pork butt, or I would cook a rack of ribs, or a brisket. We usually just say smoked turkey. I don't know why. It's just one of these things that rolls off the tongue a little bit better. But absolutely, uh, that is barbecue. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we're just tickled that we here at the Y'all Show could influence you and inspire you. That makes me feel really good. Yeah, I was. I was inspired by the show. We started talking about <laughs> roasting turkey and, and, and brining it, and I said, you know what? Maybe I'll offer uh, maybe I'll offer a little variety this year. And maybe did, I'll was that a hit? Did people like the variety? Yeah, I think I think it was nice to have a little bit of smoked and a little bit of roasted on the plate at the same time. Man. I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. And did they volunteer you to do this again next year? <laughs> well, uh, I think I think uh, it's a long trip for a lot of my family, so I think it was more of a situation that they were happy to be here. And maybe they'd like to do a little closer to the to their places uh, uh, next year. But um, food wise, I think everybody had a heck of a good time. I think we pleased the palate of uh, everybody who's in attendance. Uh, really great time. Really, really fantastic uh, week. Well, just like you, most people listening had some kind of Thanksgiving celebration, and they had a lot of food. And chances are, they didn't get finished with that food, and so they had to have the big question asked, and that is, what do we do with all this food? So, Matt Hermans, what is the correct way to store up this stuff? What should be frozen? <laughs> what should be thrown away out of your fridge to make room for some of this stuff? And how long will it last? Well, I have uh, I have a particular perspective on this, which is I shocking. I knew you I would. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like I love I love Thanksgiving food, and I love uh, I love uh, the whole holiday. It's it's a really fantastic time to get together with folks and reflect I've on i've heard the, it's the most wonderful time of the year but i, I could be wrong well i think another holiday's got that one patented but um 
I'm gonna stay away from uh, stay away from the uh, the copyrighted Christmas stuff. Uh, we we always like to celebrate Thanksgiving before before we get to Christmas. I hate running them together. So, uh, but it is a wonderful time, and it's a, it's it's fantastic. I will say this: I think that uh, you know you've got one day. As far as I'm concerned, there's one day bubble that you can continue to enjoy. Uh, the Thanksgiving food as created, right, without transforming it into something else. That is my humble perspective. I like to stuff myself, and then I like to get up the next day, and I like to eat it all day the next day. By the time I hit Saturday, I am uh, probably through with the the stuffing and the turkey and the dressing and the sweet potatoes and the cream corn or whatever else you do. I'm probably done with that for another year, uh, despite my love for it. But I like to transform it, so uh, that's like, that's probably where I come in. I, wh- there's a couple different things you can do, uh, and I'm gonna stick with the meat since uh, you know I'm, I'm the I'm the barbecue obsessed guy on the show. Yes, so you are. I am. So there's a couple things we like to do. I like to take the uh, if you save the turkey uh, carcass. That's uh, a really appetizing term to use, but you save the <laughs> the bones from your turkey. Uh, making turkey soup, I think, is great, particularly moving into winter. Um, it's a really nice, hearty, uh, pretty healthy, you know, uh, type of uh, type of thing to eat as the weather gets cooler. So um, I like to put the bones and everything into a big old pot and add carrots and celery and onion and everything to it. And cook it down, and that's something you can freeze for a year. Uh, you make turkey soup like that. We do that every year. That's kind of a post-Thanksgiving tradition. But um, another thing I like to do, um, which is, it seems, you know, it seems a little strange, but it's not, is I like to make turkey salad um, with the leftover white meat from the turkey, which we always have a ton of that leftover because I just cook a ton of meat. But um if you like chicken salad, and I know uh, chicken salad is certainly something that's popular throughout the South, particularly you add some pecans to it. I like a little bit of crystal uh, hot sauce in mine as well. But there's all kinds of different recipes out there. If you can make chicken salad, you can certainly make turkey salad, and um, it's awesome. I love it. They're very similar, you know. I don't think I've birds. ever had it. No, it's well. The great thing is, it's very similar um, to to chicken, right? They're both big old birds, and they're both white meat, poultry, and uh, if you smoke it or roast it, you got some good flavor on there. Then you add that to your 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 chicken salad recipe, and it works exactly the same. And it's way, you know, it's a lot different than just sitting down and sliced turkey. You put it on sandwiches and crackers and everything else. So uh, that's one of my favorite things. If you've never tried turkey salad, just take your turkey. Take your take your chicken salad recipe and add turkey to it, and I think you will be uh, pleasantly surprised. That's a favorite. All right. Well, that's awesome news and information coming from our turkey barrister, Matt Hermans. Now, Matt, I'm going to try to stump you, although I know this is just going to <laughs> crash miserably in front of me. Uh, I want to try to out-barrister you here. Do you Oof. know the recommended temperatures for your refrigerator and your freezer? um i have a i have a generalized guess i think your freezer should be uh uh, somewhere around 30 degrees and i think the temperature should be somewhere around 40 am i right 
Well, you're a little off. The refrigerator, uh-oh, the, uh-oh. according to the Food and Drug Administration, they recommend keeping your refrigerator at or below 40 degrees. That means, I guess, 33 oh. to 40 because you don't want your stuff in the okay. fridge freezing. All right. So 33 right. to 40 is where they yeah. recommend it. And just for you, that's 4 degrees Celsius. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. <laughs> and then for the freezer, the Food and Drug Administration recommends keeping your stuff in the freezer at zero degrees. That's 18 degrees Celsius to keep your food fresh longest and prevent foodborne illnesses. Oh, well. All right. That's cooler than I thought. I was I was right there on oh, the It uh, is cool. The and fridge, it's, it's downright cold. It's downright freezing if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean. But, we, we got, you know, the FDA puts this information out as we have to do something with our Thanksgiving leftovers. We don't want people getting sick. I've been sick before on on some some holiday food before. Didn't I guess it wasn't stored properly, and it's brutal, and you want to prevent foodborne illnesses. Yeah, yeah, for sure you do. That's nothing ruin your, uh, like we said, the most wonderful time of the year than uh, – you know having a stomach issue that keeps keeps you in a place you don't want to be too often that's right and i'm sure you have probably a whole hallway full of the deep freezers in your Mm. compound there you know what i'm gonna shock you i have no deep freezers i don't like them really is that surprise you that surprise you why do you not like them well, I feel like anything goes. I'm not a. I'm I, admittedly, uh, I'm not a hunter. If I was a hunter, I would certainly do that. And the the the, the food that I I'm more of a fisherman, uh, and I always eat eat that fresh. So we grew up with deep freezes, and I feel like everything goes down in there, never comes out again. <laughs> and uh, that's was my experience growing up, and it uh, kind of goes to waste. So I like to keep fresh stuff in the in the fridge. I like to replenish what we have in there every week, and uh, yeah. I feel like uh, whatever I were to stick in that deep freezer would be uh, petrified and gone forever. I got you, man. That's cold. Matt Hermans, <laughs> thank you for the leftover talk and, of course, the Big 12 talk. We appreciate you coming on here and getting ready now. We'll shift over here in the next couple of weeks talking Christmas with you. Let's do it. I love it. All right. Matt Hermans, our barbecue and Big 12 barrister. Want to thank him. Also want to thank Tommy Tuberville for being on in hour one as Coach Tuberville is running for the U.S. Senate in the state of Alabama. Go back and listen to the show today in our podcast form to hear the coach talk about his run for the U.S. Senate or what he hopes to be a chance to unseat Doug Jones there in the state of Alabama. We'll be right back here Wednesday with Country Music Talk and AC talk getting you ready for virginia and clemson in charlotte for the acc championship until that time john Rawls signing off you've been listening to the y'all show talk with a southern accent asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. 
from ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50.